It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Season 2. It's Episode 72, Cubs September Swoon. The Fly the W podcast is what you're listening to. And Crowley, the standings, we've got nine games left. What is going on? Where do the Cubs stand right now? Oh, boy. We're not going to like this here. But you can see that the Cubs right now are, I mean, you can, it's, you're basically mathematically eliminated. Your tragic number for the Central is at two. So the Cubs are probably, you know, any Milwaukee win or Cubs loss means that they will not win the Central. And that's obvious. They are now eight games back. Cincinnati, half a game back from them. And then Pittsburgh, you know, 72 and 81, but they took two out of three from us. And then uh, St. Louis in the basement. Sad to see. But it's the wild card race that our listeners this really is what's care important. about. Yeah, this is what's important. Yep. Philadelphia with a two-game winning streak. They're the number one spot. They lead that. They, they're uh, up on five games on that. Arizona is in the second wild card spot with a five-game winning streak. And they are hot at the right time while the Cubs are not. Um, they, have, uh, they are two places up in the second wild card spot. So the Cubs are two games behind Arizona for that final spot. And they are tied with the Marlins, luckily, who've been struggling a little bit of late themselves. But... Dustin, if the playoffs started tomorrow, Cubs would not be in it because of the tiebreaker. Marlins own the tiebreaker. The Reds own the tiebreaker. The Diamondbacks own the tiebreaker. The Cubs do own the tiebreaker against the Giants. And we are having to become super big Brewer fans over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We want the Brewers to just finish it off, win the division, and inflict pain on the fish down there in Miami. Absolutely. And Cincinnati somehow, like I said, watch their starting pitching. I got a feeling they're fading. Um, it just it feels like the Cubs, but they have a lot of injuries to their uh, rotation. I, I, even though they have the easiest schedule remaining of those teams, I, I, I'd be surprised if Cincinnati makes it in. All right, Crowley, we've always promised from the start of this podcast two years ago, we're going to keep everybody up to date on what's going on down on the farm. And we've got some good news from the Smokies down in Tennessee. Yep, the uh, Tennessee Smokies defeated the Chattanooga Lookouts 5-1 to to win the division series thanks to a three-run homer by Kevin Alcantara. The Smokies will face a familiar opponent in the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, who they lost to in the championship last year. That is starting Sunday at 4.30 with our guy Mick Gillespie on the call. Um, some interesting news at Wrigley to kind of uh, pay attention to. It seems like everybody's striking nowadays. And right now the concession workers who work for Levy Restaurants strike and uh that means that there may be no food or drink uh nobody to serve you food or drink or anything else at wrigley on the final homestand so this this is going to be something to kind of keep an eye on right there um talk about fan appreciation right uh dustin uh right now jed met with the beat writers before this series and this was on so this is tuesday this is tuesday afternoon before the game Tuesday afternoon before the win. And when you look at what, you know, Jed was saying, he was in Japan. He just got back. He, he was talking a lot about a lot of things that I thought was interesting. Um, and I just wanted your take on some of this here. So this is what he had to say about their current play. Um, to just, you know, finish strong in 12 games. 
what stands out to you about what you've seen from the team over the last week and a half? Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we played, you know, really with the exception of a little bit of a post-London, um, you know, lull. We played from, you know, with the middle of June until until through the San Francisco series, we played incredibly well, and this is kind of the first dip we've had, and um, obviously we have to stop it quickly. Uh, I think that having a you know, bad stretch is, is normal. I think, mo- you know, you don't go the whole halves without really losing many series. It's going to happen at some point, but... Obviously, it's been um, kind of bit us a little bit harder than we, we probably expected. And, you know, like with any uh, slump or downturn, it you know comes down to we, ha- we haven't gotten the big hits and the big moments. And we didn't do that early in the season. Uh, obviously, we talked about that a lot. We For, for months, we got a lot of those hits and uh, played really well. And we just haven't um, come through in those spots. And um, you know, we have 12 games to turn that around. So I, what I liked about what he said there, what it was accurate is that, you know, in April and May, they didn't get the big hits. We were talking about that all the time and the bullpen wasn't very settled. And then all of a sudden in the second half, when even, you know, down 10 games, you know, starting in you know, June, all of a sudden you start to see him get the timely hits. You see the bullpen start to settle. You remember it was, you would have uh Alzali in the ninth lighter in the eighth, Merriweather. everything was kind of solid, but now all of a sudden at the worst possible time, injuries have hurt them. They're not getting the big hits, and now the bullpen is absolutely in flux. Yeah, the bullpen looks absolutely spent. Uh, always good to hear Jed talk, but uh, unfortunately, he was a little foretelling there, talking about not being able to get the big hits. Cubs also not being able to get the big hits on Wednesday and Thursday. I know you and I differ a little bit on this. The total number of runs scored, fantastic. But when the runs are scored and what you're battling back from is also part of the equation, in my opinion. Right. And now the next two ones have to do with, I thought were interesting because it's what we've talked about, about, about batting order and playing guys in certain locations. And so it was, these were more directed about David Ross. Let's hear what he had to say. I think those are all almost impossible decisions or or, uh, questions to answer because, you know, ultimately you can only make one decision in that moment. And if it works, people think it's smart. And if they don't, then people say you should have done the other. And uh, you never know what thing actually led to what happened. You know, if there's, does changing the batting order help us start hitting or were we going to start hitting regardless? Right. We'll never know because we can't do both, right? Well, so does it get you further away from Yes. So I think, I think those are really hard. I, I, do, I do understand the, the desire to, um, you know, believe in the group of guys that kind, of, that kind of dragged us to this point, that got us to not sell the deadline, that did that. And I understand that, that that is the group that's been in, in, in the fight the whole time. And, you know, um, they've been playing and, 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 you know, playing every day. So I, I, I think I understand that from a, a clubhouse dynamic. But you're right. There's times when um, fresh bat or, or, or new energy can help as well. And I, I don't think it's easy to answer with, like, just kind of chicken or egg on those things. I mean, going hand. So, Dustin, in that one, he's really referencing that whole going with the guys that got us here. And, and that's the right. thing that irritates people right dance now. With is the, like, dance with the girl that brought you, all that jazz. Yeah, we've had those arguments on the morning show as well. It's a very debatable topic. But all of a sudden, we've got a guy who hits a double, a grand slam, and he hasn't had the bat in his hand since against the Pirates. So, I mean, what, what's again, going on? Makes no sense. And, and that's the thing. Look, I understand maybe resting – um, or giving Canario a break against Mitch Keller, really good pitcher. You don't want to put that on him. But then when you take him out, why couldn't he come into the game? Why couldn't he be the right. DH or something? I mean, it just makes no sense. And 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 Mike Talkman is struggling. And so you're telling me you're not going to give PCA a single start? It's 
And, and, and when you talk about, I felt that when Ian Happ was at the top of the lineup, I thought that was more beneficial. You get Bell, you put Bellinger in at third, you get him more at bats uh, with, with, with runners on and stuff like that. You, you gets, it, it just to me makes sense. And so I don't know. And then this kind of is a continuation off this right here. Hand, hand in that, what about getting guys like off their feet for a little bit? How, yeah. do, how do you think Russ has managed all that? It's, it's been a hard, it's been a hard one, and we played what 14 games in 13 days. With you know, felt like we never played at the same time any any given day. So I, I do think that that stretch was really was really hard, and um, it is difficult. With we have guys that want to play every day, that it's sort of like they're um, they uh, the way they view themselves as players is doing that, and I think that's hard. You know, we have a had a day off Thursday, a day off yesterday, and then. Obviously, we have a you know another day off, so hopefully that isn't as much of a factor. And it's hard when you have twelve games left; it's hard to start giving guys a bunch of days off. Yeah, there's no time for days to- off right now, Crowley. None, zero time for days off, and they all look tired. I'm tired as a fan. I'm sure you're tired as a fan. I'm sure the broadcasters are tired. Everybody's tired. There are now nine games left. When he's had that interview, there were twelve games left. There are nine left, and it starts this afternoon against the Rockies. Chris Bryant is back in town. No no video tribute for Chris. Okay, no standing (laughs) ovation for Chris. You want to stand up and cheer him, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I would stand up and put my cup of beer, assuming I could get one. I would put that to my lips, but I would not be cheering for Chris Bryant. And if anything, Chris Bryant doesn't see one pitch if I'm David Ross. Chris Bryant is tip of the cap, walk to first. No pitches, no dancing around, no pitching around, no ball from the pitcher's hand goes towards the catcher's mitt when Chris Bryant is up to bat. I don't care if he's 0 for 13 in his last 13 at-bats. He doesn't see a pitch. You're not going to lose this game in this series because of Chris Bryant if I'm in charge. The Chris Bryant revenge factor. Yeah, you you know, it's weird that the Cubs faced the Rockies just a week ago and and just a horrendous road trip. Game one, Jordan Wicks went six innings, six innings pitch. He only gave up three hits. Morell solo home run. Magical Gomes hit RBI singles. Cubs were up three to one. The lead didn't hold as Jose Cuas gave up three runs in the seventh, and the Rockies took a four to three lead. Luckily, that was the game that Jan Gomes hit the RBI single, and they came from behind five to four. Or otherwise, they would have gotten swept. Game two, Assad had his worst start of the season, going 3.1 innings, giving up four runs on five hits. The Cubs jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Say hit an RBI single, and PCA had an RBI on a force out. But after Colorado took a 4-2 to lead, Say hit a two-run homer to tie the game at four. But as you were talking about, Chris Bryant would hit a solo home run against his former team. The Rockies would be out in front, and they would, and the Cubs would lose this one 6 to nothing. And then finally, Jamison Tyone started the final game, and the Cubs jumped out to a 3-0 lead early, thanks to RBIs by Dansby and Seiya, but Tyone would give up one in the fourth um, and and one in the fifth and four in the fifth, giving up home runs to Nolan Jones and Ella Harris Montero. The Cubs would trade five trail five to three. They would go on to lose this one seven to three. Um, what it was, it was just absolutely that was the start of all this bad defense, bad base running, bad pitching, bad timely hitting, all of it. And so Luckily, the Rockies are coming in. They just got swept in San Diego, did have an off day on Thursday. But keep in mind, Dustin, and I'm just trying to find anything to give Cub fans something to hang their head, hats on. The Rockies have a 34-40 and 40 record at home and a 22-56 and 56 record on the road. They're 30 games under 500 on the road. Let's hope it's 22-59 and 59 when they get out of Wrigley on Sunday. Game one this afternoon, Jamison Tyone throwing. 
Okay, Cup fans, again, get those prayer candles out. Do what you got to do. J-Mo is, is, you know, uh, what can you say about this guy's season? Um, J-Mo in Up and down. Right That's now, what you say, Crowley. Up and down, right? Up and mostly down. down, down up, mostly down. Down, up, down, right? Down, up, down. Yep. Yep. 7 and 10, 527 ERA. He just saw Colorado last week. Five innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, one walk, five Ks. Had a good start against Arizona. He went six innings, gave up one hit, zero earned runs. Uh, against Cincinnati, he struggled. 5.2 innings, gave up seven hits, five earned runs. Um, he is going to be facing off against Noah Davis. And this, Dustin, is where it, it is driving me absolutely nuts right now just because of these these guys that, that Colorado is rolling out. If you can't win these games, then you don't belong in the playoffs. Noah nope. Davis, Dustin, Noah, Noah Davis started four games this season, but this is the first game he has started since June 20th. Up and down between AAA and the majors, features mainly a fastball and slider. Occasionally he'll throw a changeup and a cutter. But again, this is a guy who only has, he's two losses with a 958 ERA. It's a big number, Crowley. Big, big number. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know? Yeah, you're you know, right. Jordan. Listen, no excuses. You know, I said it should have started on Tuesday night. The, the no excuses tour. We're going to hit the reset button. It starts this afternoon at Wrigley. No excuses. You got three games left at Wrigley. Let's go. You got Jordan Wicks, 3-1, and one, 267 ERA against Arizona. He didn't look that great. He went 4.1 innings, gave four hits, three earned runs, four walks, and five Ks. So he threw a lot of pitches. Too many walks. He, you know, you can't do that. Um, did well against Colorado, like we said. Six innings pitch. Gave only one run on three hits. Uh, didn't get the decision because Kuas blew the save on that one. And then against San Fran, he had a great game. He went six point two innings hit, uh, pitch. Gave up nine hits, but only two earned runs. But in his last, like I said, in that last start against Arizona, four walks. The previous two, he only had one total combined so you need him to kind of make sure that he is uh not putting guys on base especially some of these hitters um he's going to be facing off against chris flexen dustin and again i'm just trying to not get angry here because i I just need the cubs to win this series this has to you know it's just unreal how these guys are just awful flexen one and eight with a 719 era against san francisco he went 5.1 gave up four runs on five hits against chicago Went 5.1 innings, gave up three runs on nine hits. And against Arizona, he only went 2.1 innings, gave up six runs on four hits with two walks. This is a guy, Dustin, uh, in in Flexen. He was traded from Seattle, immediately released from the Mets on July 6th and picked up the rock by the Rockies. He made his first start for them on the July 29th and been on the rotation ever since. But fastball cutter is his main weapons right there. He throws an occasional changeup and slider, but this is a guy that was like DFA'd by Seattle, uh, up and down, traded to the Mets. They didn't want him. He's basically off the scrap heap. Well, then let's go. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to keep saying, let's go. You know, we got a nine, five, eight guy going on Friday. You got a seven, one, nine guy going on Saturday. He's got a one and eight record. As you pointed out, the Rockies are 30 games under 522 and 56. All right, game three, Crowley. Let's hope that uh, the Cubs are going for a sweep. They've got Assad back on the mound. Four and three with the 304 ERA. He uh, won the last start, five innings pitch, gave up five hits, one and run against Pittsburgh. 
um, against Colorado. He struggled 3.1 innings, five hits, four and runs, four walks, four strikeouts. So he had control issues. And a lot of the young guys do that in Colorado because of the atmosphere. It screws up the breaking pitches. Against Arizona, he did okay. 5.1 innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs. But again, this is a number five starter that you're looking at. You, you're going to take that, and you should take that against Ty Block, who's 3-2 and two with a 532 ERA. Another guy up and down, DFA'd. He's been starting since the end of July. He's a, he's a fastball changeup kind of guy. But, um, you know, Black ended up with a pretty good start against the Cubs. I mean, he wasn't bad against the Cubs. Let's just put it that way. Um, and it, he is 3-2 and two with a 532 ERA. 3-2 against San Diego. He went 3.2 innings, gave up seven runs, Dustin, on nine hits. Against the Cubs, they also gave up nine hits, got nine hits, but only got three runs. And against San Francisco, he went five innings, gave up eight hits. Four earned runs on that one. Yeah, so in the lineup will look different on Sunday because we got a lefty going, right? Right, probably. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> you don't sound very enthused, Crowley. All no. right, quickly, who's hot, who's not? Uh, not a whole lot of hot for the Cubs, but uh, Ian Happ, Nico Horner, okay. Yep, Ian Happ right now, nine for his last 22 at the home run, four RBIs. He's slashing 409, 486, 36. Nico Horner looking good, six out of his last 18 with four RBIs. He's slashing and six walks to one strikeout. He's slashing 333, 500, 389. Unfortunately, on the not list, you got a couple guys on there. Um, Christopher Morrell isn't a bad stretch, three for his last 21 with a home run and an RBI, slashing 143, 250, 286. Dansby Swanson, five for his last 25. He does have two home runs and five RBIs. But he also has eight strikeouts to zero walks, slashing 200, 200, 480. All right. I mentioned earlier Chris Bryant, 0 for 13, coming into Wrigley. So he's on the not list. Who is uh, one (laughs) or two guys that uh, the Rockies, uh, you know, we got to be aware of as Cub fans? Nolan Jones, 10 for his last 20 with a home run and two RBIs, a double and a triple. He is slashing 500, 600, He is hot. If you remember, um, PCA robbed Nolan Jones of two extra base hits in that series, and uh, and he also hit a homer uh, in that same game. Um, and also take a look at Brennan Rogers. He's 10 for his last 21 with a home run and four RBIs. And Charlie Blackman, the guy just keeps hitting. He's seven for his Charlie last Charlie Blackman, 19. Charlie Blackman. He always – Always did does good against the Cubs. And like you said, Chris Bryant, definitely ice cold. And so is Elioris Montero. Prediction time, Crowley. There are three games left at Wrigley. There are nine games left in total. When you and I get back together, probably Monday to record uh, the next episode, which will be number 72. What do you think we're going to be saying? I'm going to be saying that the Cubs swept the baseball gods will look favorably on the ball burning. And that this if you can't win these games, then you don't belong in the playoffs. I'm talking all three games. I want no excuses, no crap, win, or you're going to go home and your season's going to be over and you deserve it. All right, Crowley. I am backing you up on that, pushing all the chips to the middle of the table. Cubs with the sweep. So that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. Of course, Twitter. You can email us as well, flythew670gmail.com. And you can watch us, see all our pictures and all our stats on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crawley, enjoy the games.
I will. I will be there Sunday. So I hope to see some of you out there. Make sure you're cheering on those Smokies. Make sure you're leaving five-star reviews for the podcast. And please, coming out to Wrigley, they need you. They need your support. Let's all do this. Go Cubs!